Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Welcome to episode 200 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm Marcy Larson, Andy's Mom. 200. I really just can't believe it. 200 episodes that I have done of this podcast. So today I'm going to be joined by Gwen and I usually have something that kind of hits me when I record an episode and we just were finished we just finished recording this a few minutes ago. And the overwhelming theme I have now is that of community because that's what we are. We are a listening community and we are a sharing community. And if you include me, I have had 140 parents on this podcast. And I feel like I am in community with all 140 of them. There are dozens upon dozens of other parents that I have talked to either with email or in support groups or personally. And that means that the community is much, much larger than that, probably closer to 300. If you include all of the listeners in the community number, wow, now we're much, much bigger than that. So thank you for being in community with me. And thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing your stories. Well, this is a little bit of an unusual episode with Gwen because I'm not doing it as live stream because I'm not brave enough to do this one as a live stream, to be honest with you. But welcome, Gwen, to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so Gwen's on here today to celebrate 200 episodes. I just can't believe it, actually, that we're at 200. And so I took some time to kind of go through the numbers a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) I just got really tearful. Like, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I am too. I like, I just, it's It's amazing, amazing, actually. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing. So over 200 episodes. Gwen, I have talked with 118 different moms. Some of those are more than once, um, but 118 different women. I've spoken with 21 dads. I've Mm. talked with seven siblings. And I've had 30 episodes with you. (laughs) And I've had, you know what? I should have counted how many I've done with Eric because I've done several with Eric. We did. Mm -hmm. We did the first one, obviously, together, and we did, um, at the new year, we did one together, and uh, on the anniversary, did we did one together, and the episode 100, we did together. Right. So I've done several with Eric as well, um, but yeah, it kind of blows me away, and mm-hmm. so this was all your idea, Gwen. Gwen. It was Gwen's idea to try to acknowledge everyone, mm. Yeah. to try to 
really lightly touch on everyone a little bit. And unfortunately, I took like five pages of notes. So I quickly realized that I can't talk about all of them. Oh, but I wish we Gwen could. Is, I know, I know. But it would go on forever. It would I be know. like a th- I know. three-parter. And I already mm-hmm. am kind of booked out until October. Yep. So we can't do that. But what we are going to do is Gwen's going to read the names of all 200 episodes. And then we're going to lump them in groups of 25. And then I just wanted to, I decided I'm not going to, wasn't going to read through everything. I wasn't going to listen to things again. I was just going to go by kind of my memory and my feelings and just highlight, try to highlight a few from each section Um, just what touched me. And then I had a few people write in on specific episodes that touched them. Mm -hmm. And we're going to read those emails when we get to those episodes. So that's kind of how this is going to roll. And if you were a guest, listen for your child's name because it's coming. Right. So anyway, go ahead, Gwen, you can get started. I'm going to start with episode one through 25. Andy's dad. Gwen Capsha on grief, Kian's mom, Seth's mom, the early days, Jack's mom, Jenny and Angie's sister, Eric's mom, Brooke's mom, James' mom, Nathan's mom, surviving the holidays, Camilo's dad, Derek's mom, Alexander's mom, Grief Riki, Messages of Hope, Andy's Dad, A New Year, Caleb's Mom, You're Not Going Crazy, Dustin's Dad, Alex's Mom, Connor's Mom, Tommy's Mom, and Catherine's Mom. You know, it's really powerful just listening to you say all of those names. And I have to tell you, every single one. I get an image and I get Mm -hmm. a memory. Every single one. They all just have put so much on my heart. So it's very hard for me to kind of comment on just a few, but I'm going to try to do that. So first of all, I do have to comment on episode three, Kian's mom, because Kian's mom, obviously, I recorded these three episodes before I even released any. And it was really powerful talking to Stephanie because she made me think about who I am now after Andy's death. And I hadn't really thought about that before to try to like define myself. And she had gone to a retreat for bereaved moms and they talked about kind of really discovering who you are and how you can use your grief and go through your grief with that. And that's when I really felt like I defined myself as a caregiver and thought the podcast is kind of how I can try to take care of people in my grief. So that's one. Episode six, Jack's mom. Jack's mom was awesome because Jack's mom is the author of Rare Bird, which is like my favorite green book. Too. I love that book. And she was a really, really early interview and so supportive and encouraging. So that was awesome. Um, man, there are so many more I want to comment on that I'm not going to comment on. But um, jumping ahead to episode 17, uh, that was our first Messages of Hope episode. 
And wow, I just love those. I love when we get those little stories of hope and little things. And so many of those give me hope now. Um, in fact, I'm even going to talk about one of them. So Tommy's mom was te- episode 24. And Tommy's mom always has the coolest stories to kind of give for that. I mean, I still think of the little truck and there are little images that come to my mind that little gifts kind of from heaven that mm-hmm. Tommy's mom seems to get and seems so willing to share. And mm-hmm. um, so that was really powerful to me. And then I can't leave this section for sure until we talk about Caleb's mom. And I got a pretty powerful email about that. Would you be willing to read that one, Gwen? Okay. Marcy, first of all, I'd like to thank you so much for your compassion and the love you put into your podcast. Your devotion has made and continues to make such a difference to so many. You and Andy truly are gifts to us. The episode that left me breathless is episode 19, Caleb's Mom. When it came out, I was right at seven months that my Caleb had passed. When I saw my sweet Caleb's name, I knew I had to listen to the episode right away. I soon realized it was about another sweet Caleb, very close to my Caleb's age, who had passed in the same way my Caleb did, body loss by suicide. I ended up having to listen to the episode in sections. It was so heavy for me, yet so moving. Chrissy's bravery, honesty, and vulnerability was touching and admirable. I could feel her love for her son. I kept thinking how Chrissy's Caleb passed on a Monday, just like my Caleb did, and how when I was two months into my grief, Chrissy had just begun, and my heart was so deeply aching for her. I will continue to miss and long for my boy every second and the space in between those seconds until I see him again. I am grateful for your podcast. It provides respite and healing. So much love to you, Andy, your family, and all the other beautiful children and their families. Jamie, Caleb R.'s mom. Oh, isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so much. I mean, I it's, it's, you can just feel it. And, you know, when she said she could feel um, Jamie's love for Caleb, you know, we can feel that in every episode. And that's Chrissy's the beauty Caleb, that yeah. connects people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Chrissy's love for Caleb. That that's the beauty of every episode is the love is the thing that everyone can just feel and relate to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's been I mean, she's so powerful to me, you know, going back, like, when I first started and I released those three episodes, that's about the time that Caleb took his life. And mm. she was the very first review I had on the on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. And she really? said that I think it was when she listened to the episode with you that she could get out of bed afterwards. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, that was so and, powerful. Oh, and she's become a dear friend now after all this, you yeah. know. She's been on the podcast mm-hmm. a few times and I mean it's just been a tremendous support and I, you know, I think of her Caleb all the time. I see boys that age with curly hair and I just think of him even though I never saw him in real life. Mm. I've visited his his cemetery spot. spot. I've been oh. there. I've to Tennessee and when I think of the color orange I think of Caleb I mean I think of other kids as well but first and foremost in my mind comes Caleb when I see an orange sunset I think of Caleb and so anyway um she's 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 pretty powerful lady Mm. 
That's and she does some really amazing writing too. You can follow her at um, a journey for Caleb. So, mm. all right. Now that's way too much time because I have seven more sections to do. So, well, I mean, <laughs> let's... I'm crying so much I can just see my mascara running down my face. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. So next section. All right. Eddie's mom, Andy's director, Charlie's brother, Max's mom, grieving in a pandemic, Tatum's mom, Ryan's mom and dad, Layart's mom, Aria's mom, Dalton's mom, Anna's mom, Willow's mom, What is Lament, Hattie's mom, Emily's mom, Dobbs and Reed's mom, Johnny's mom, Kean's mom at year three, finding encouragement, Rory's mom, David's dad, Adam's mom, Tamsin and Jacques' mom, Greg's sister, Caleb's mom at one year, Jordan's mom. Yeah, so what kind of hits me here is first of all this is the start of the pandemic obviously this is the only time I actually took a little break in my podcast little did I know the pandemic would go on forever and I would not be really wanting to take a break um the first one that hits me there when you talk about it is Ryan's mom and dad uh, because Ryan actually was killed when he was riding his bike and just um just a few blocks from my house, actually. So I drive past that little accident site where there's a bike and a cross and all sorts of stuff in his memory every single day. Every single day I go past that and I think of them, even though I don't talk to them much anymore. But I do think of them and they started a cool project where they have do bike flags that they hang on the mm-hmm. back on, of bikes. And so whenever I see those little bike flags for Ryan. I think of them too. Episode 32. So that's Layart's mom. Layart's mom was special to me because she was like, well, two things that really stand out with that. First, she was the first person of Muslim faith that I had. And so some of the beautiful ritual that they had after the death was pretty amazing to me and really, really powerful. And I it's, it's when I started thinking more about ritual and the importance of that is is when she introduced that to me. And then we ended up being dream buddies because she always has these cool dreams about Leah. <laughs> uh, and then, then uh, Willow's mom. Willow's mom was powerful to me because uh, Willow died almost exact, I mean, within a couple days of Andy. And so mm. we feel like we're on the same path like she would be one that I would turn to just because we're on the exact same point you know what I mean mm-hmm. just yep she wasn't ahead of me or behind me she was exactly there um then we get to Hattie's mom and Hattie's mom is an email too what which I think <laughs> we're going to give Hattie's mom credit for this but I'm not totally sure and this is now an email from Chrissy so we had an email about Chrissy and now we have an email from Chrissy about Hattie's mom and being powerful either that or it was Levi's mom which will come up but I think it was Hattie's mom so if you want to read that one you can Mm -hmm. 
if it has to be this way is a phrase that stuck with me since I heard it. I think it was either Levi's mom, Levi's legacy or Hattie's mom. It may be neither, LOL. Caleb died and he's not coming back to me. So if it has to be this way, then we're going on vacation. If it has to be this way, then we're going to go out and make today fun for our family and make new memories. The phrase and idea has helped me feel less guilty about living, having fun, making memories, laughing, and being joyful. Yes. Yeah. So I loved that. I mean, that was so, so true. And that is the way I often think now too, after hearing that is like, well, I can't go back. So if Mm -hmm. I can't go back and it has to be this way, right? then we just, this just is my new reality. And it was a really powerful thing to learn and think to hear, I would say, just trying to think about that, you know? Very much. Yeah. And you can tell how, what a powerful writer Chrissy is just from reading that writing. Oh, yes. That just thinking about life in this new way. um, And it doesn't mean that it's good. It just means that it has to be this way anyway. So we Mm -hmm. might as well try to have some good happening in your life afterwards. Uh, Yep. So then we go on from there is Dobbs and Reed's mom. This was kind of my first one that had lost more than one child. And uh, that was a tough one for sure. Mm -hmm. And that was, Mm -hmm. that was really, really a tough one. She had, she was pregnant late, late in her pregnancy and was in a car accident and her son was killed. And then the other one they had to deliver prematurely and, but he did not survive either. Um, Mm. And then we had, episode 47 and that one was Tamsin and Jacques mom Mm -hmm. and that was one that hit me too because of the heading of her email I will never forget it the heading of her email said lightning struck twice oh so although you know Dobbs and Reed she lost more than one child it was at the same time and so Mm -hmm. with Tamsin um, and Jacques they were killed years apart Tamsin mm. died from a head injury in their yard, a freak accident, and then Jacques was killed in a car accident. Um, and I just, I don't know, it just made me know, really, that lightning can strike twice, and this can happen again, and it's pretty scary to have oh. happen. And then what's really crazy is that now, like a year ago or so, I ended up receiving another message from that mom's sister-in-law, I believe, because she and her husband ended up being killed in a car accident as well. And so of their five kids, two of the kids had died and now the parents had died too. So it was just the three kids left. So anyway, just a tragic, tragic story. But then I did think of how on the Plus side, in some ways, she was now with those two, right? Right. She had was missing them so desperately. She's from South Africa. Oh. Anyway, it was a, it was powerful. It was powerful. Oh, so much so. So I can see how you can say, "I will never forget it." <laughs> right? No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I'll Just, never forget it. Yep. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Those words mean so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go on right. to the next section? Yes. The next section. Chris's mom, Emily Hope's mom, Melissa's mom and dad, 
Gwen, your grief guide, Chad's mom, Isaac's mom, Hunter's mom, Joey, pregnancy after loss, Hannah's mom, Sydney's mom, intimacy after child loss, Hannah Christine's mom, Kevin's dad, Isla's mom, Zach's mom, Darren's mom, messages of hope, what I wish I had known, Jimmy's mom, Rachel's mom, Robbie's mom, Isha's mom, Jimbo's mom, Darren's mom, grief and guilt. You know, what stands out to me with this section is there was a lot of inspiration and hope in this whole group. I just, I don't know if you sense that, Gwen, but there was so much mm-hmm. of it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's, and, and you know, some of the people that I that, do sub, that submitted during this section. And um, I mean, the first one that hits me is Emily's Hope Mom. So I, the reason I did that is because she was my second Emily and they had an organization, Emily's Hope. And and oh. um, this mom has a podcast. She lost Emily to drug overdose. And she it has, was a reporter at the time in South Dakota and has really taken it upon herself to be on this national stage promoting awareness for fentanyl overdose and just mm-hmm. overdose in general, drug addiction, and has been doing really, really amazing work. And then the right after that is Melissa's mom and dad. And you know them, right? Melissa's dad wrote the book. He's um, he's local here. Um, oh, Dave Brennan. Yes, yes. 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 In um, his book is called In the Valley, I believe. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. You're right. Oh, it took me a minute. Name. I hear so many names and without, you know. Yes, I do know their story. And yeah, very powerful. Well, very powerful. And he's an author and his book is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I I loved, though, that I talked to both of them. Right. I didn't right. just talk to the author. We talked to mom and dad. And that was really neat, too, because I don't think she gets as much of a platform probably mm-hmm. as he does. And it was right. I love that. I and again, so powerful and so much hope. And then not long after that, we got to Hannah's mom. And Hannah's mom and dad started the While We're Waiting Foundation, which many, many of my listeners oh. have gone to While We're Waiting retreats. Many. Some of, many of them have been on their podcast because if you've gone to the retreat, sometimes they will have you on the podcast as well. And wow, I mean, she's an inspiring woman. I've been down to visit them at in um, Arkansas at their retreat, their main headquarters for their retreat. I mean, it's it's amazing. So again, just an inspiration there. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter's mom was super, super inspiring to me. Talked a lot about different kinds of retreats and and things. Jimbo's mom, you know Jimbo's mom. Oh, I do. Yes. I am from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's very rural. There's not a lot of resources. She has done so much to bring resources on grief and awareness of mental health and suicide to yeah. the community. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. She sends very me inspiring. emails on 
increasing suicide awareness for physicians. She sends me stuff all the time. Every single live stream we do, she's listening, giving Everyone. amazing just kind of input to she will submit things to me that I'll read on. I mean, just so yeah. much. I just can't thank her enough for all she's done. I can't do either. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it just it was so funny because when we lumped those together, it was just this overarching theme really of that, which is which is funny because we're gonna get to an episode later on where somebody said that there was a period of time that thought they thought I was too perky and too happy for them. Right. And I thought <laughs> I bet yeah. they started listening then because those were a lot of episodes that were very mm-hmm. hopeful. One of the things I'd like to speak to episode 55, Chad's mom, she is a friend of mine and she did not want to do this. Um, (laughs) And it's not easy for her to talk about her story, but I'm just speaking to future guests that it is hard, but yet it is so healing and it is so powerful. And I think even just spending time with you, Marcy has been so healing for people. And we hear that in these emails, but I just want to say that again, because this is not about, I know for you, not self-serving about what you've done, but you don't realize just in that time that you spend with them and only parts of it make it on the air, right? You have to edit out. Some of those conversations are really long, but that was powerful for my friend, Angie, Chad's mom. I'm I'm glad and know that I did not force her to do that. If anyone encouraged her and pushed her, it would have been you, Gwen. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I did, maybe a little. <laughs> and you're right. And I should speak to that a little bit too, because I've had several people actually, even after we record, will second guess and feel like I didn't say the right things. I didn't mm-hmm. do a good enough job. I don't know. You know, even almost doubting that that it should go on the air. And a couple times I have said, okay, fine, you know, and I've sent it to them ahead of time. And invariably they'll listen to it and say, yeah, okay. Because overall they end up sounding much better than they think they do and and sharing so much more than they think they can. Yeah. Um, And there's just power in the story. I mean, they don't have to have profound things. I mean, we have just shared of, of a lot of people who have done some amazing things and podcasts and books and authors and, but the story, each story is powerful. Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the storytelling part. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, mine too. Okay. All right. Next section. Okay. TJ's mom and brother, Andy's mom and Charlie's grandma, Slayton's mom, Eli's mom, Levi's mom, Bella's dad, sibling grief, Alicia and Jason's mom, Ivan's mom, Isha's mom, Carly's mom, Bryson's mom, Easton's mom, Joseph's dad, meaning making, Christian's mom, Eleni's mom, Berkeley's dad, Daisy's mom, Grief Dreams, Michael's mom, Eliza's mom, Meaning Making, Miles' mom. So this one, first of all, I do need to point out this is Levi's mom, the other one that was brought up with Levi's legacy by Chrissy. So I, we read that email already, but um, I did want to point that out. 
Bella's dad. So Bella's dad was really powerful. He was the one, he had a podcast on for a while, but he hasn't put anything out for, I think, close to a year and a half. So I think he's not doing it anymore. But he had a podcast for Grieving Parents as well, well called The Nameless Minority. He hit me because he talked about how it took him years, I think he said nine years, before he really started grieving Bella. And that wow. he was out running every day and he would run and he was in great shape and running marathons and doing all of this. But it hit him really nine years later that he had just stuffed it all away in a box and hadn't mm -hmm. dealt with it. Um, and that was just powerful to just show that you just have to. I mean, you just have to. And as hard and awful I as it is to have to deal with these emotions and all the feelings of grief if you don't do it they will pop back up they will nine years three years it doesn't matter grief waits on that welcome for us to turn around and look at it never goes anywhere right and i i'm even going to bring up something that you already mentioned way back so it was greg's sister so greg's sister she she wrote a book on grief she's a therapist and she did not even know that she had really a big brother named Greg until she found a picture at one point in time. And then I guess she would go and visit him, found his grave and went and visited him at the cemetery without her mom knowing. But her mom went almost 60 years without grieving her son. It was only when he would have turned like 60 years old that she started talking to her daughter about this little baby boy that she lost at four months old. So, I mean, nine years feels like a long time, but wow, you right. can go 60. I mean, yeah, it will stay there until you kind of take the time to work through the emotions. And I'm glad she finally did because you can, you know, live your whole life and die and just have never dealt with it too. And that makes right. me sad too, to mm -hmm. just kind of stuff things away because – you know, when you stuff away the grief and the bad, I don't know how you get to remember any of the good then either. And that would just yeah. break my heart, right? Like if you mm -hmm. push everything yeah. away, then how do I remember the amazing times with Andy? It takes a lot of work. I mean, it, it, it costs them something, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's a, it's hard. I mean, grief work is hard. But the effects of not doing it, I think, are even harder. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. it just makes me sad. Yeah. Um, yes. But I'm so glad he did. That. I'm so glad he did. Uh, yeah. And then we get to uh, episode 92, Eleni's mom. Oh, my word. That woman has been so special to me. <laughs> I mm. feel like I know Eleni just from talking to Dimitra so much and if I have a hard day or she has a hard day, we write to each other. I'm, I have never seen her in person. It doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I, it was very funny. I went to Disney world. <laughs> well, what, two years ago, almost, almost two years ago. And I swear I saw a girl that looked just like Lenny. Now I don't know that her mom thought that cause I sent her a picture and she said she kind of did, but in my mind it was. And I kept looking at this girl thinking about her. And again, I think that just shows how um, powerful the stories are and how mm -hmm. sharing the stories of our kids brings them 
back to life in many ways for many people mm-hmm. who never would have known them. And, you know, I never knew right. Lenny in life, but I mm-hmm. know her in death and her spirit affects me and affects all sorts of people now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every single person feels that way about Andy. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had people write to me and say that they feel like they know him. And that's yep. pretty important because mm-hmm. he doesn't get to know any more people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Not in life, he doesn't. So then the next episode was Berkeley's dad, and Berkeley's dad was really raw and emotional um, and just very, very powerful for sure. Then after that, we had Michael's mom, and Michael's mom has done this great thing called Boredom Busters, and she's also a good one that, like, is in listening to the live streams and making comments and things like that. She sent me a card not too long ago that was just mm-hmm. – just at the perfect time that I needed it. And mm-hmm. this boredom busters thing that she does is she has this project for kids that are kind of cooped up in the hospital and they make these little care packages of that are age appropriate, you know, range from stuffed animals to the little ones to, you know, bigger board games and things like that for the older ones. And anyway, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's kind of that section. I'm trying to speed up a little bit because I'm only halfway through and we're way more than halfway through time. So, yes. Okay. Live stream with Marcy and Eric, Nico's mom and wife, Juju's mom, Luke's mom, Emmy's mom, Martin's mom, Garrett's mom and sister. How do support? Who do I feel better around? Corey's mom, David's mom, Aviva's mom, Luke's mom, David's mom, Alexis's mom, Stevie's mom, grieving through the holidays, Jacob's sister, Amelia's mama and dada, loving life after loss, Brogan's mom, Godwinks, a post-Christmas chat, Max's dad, Lael's dad, Dan's mom, and Ray's mom. So first of all, I should comment on the episode 100 because we did a live stream for episode 100. And that was the first live stream I think we'd ever done. And now, of course, you and I do them all the time. Mm. So, But that was the first one with Eric. And then... um, Episode 104, one thing that just, that's Martin's mom. So Martin's mom, I just remember the Broncos. He loved, loved the Broncos. They, the Broncos did really cool stuff for them. The Denver Broncos <laughs> football team. Um, he was just an amazing, amazing kid who went through a ton. Garrett's mom and sister. So this one was super special because of the mother, mother-daughter perspective. And mm-hmm. it was it was really powerful on how different people need different things. And I've had parents on before and we sort of talked about some of the differences in what you need, but I really liked this mother daughter interaction because so many people write to me about how do I agree with my kids? What do I do with my kids? And then having them talk about how, you know, they live on this cul-de-sac that's they get together a lot. They have a lot of like gatherings 
on the cul-de-sac. And for Garrett's sister, she really needed that. And that support, that community was really helpful to her. For Garrett's mom, not so much. Like that Mm -hmm. was just overwhelming. So she would go out and be with the neighbors like that. That's too much. She needs to have it more inward, right? Mm -hmm. Now, she loved that she was invited and she wanted to continue to be invited. But it just shows how what feels like support for one can feel overwhelming to someone else. Right. <laughs> and and again, I've gotten to know Garrett's mom much closer now over time. And I know that she does like support from people she loves and trusts and in a close group, but it just can be too overwhelming oh. when it gets too big. I would think a majority of people feel that way about yeah, crowds. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I yeah. certainly do. I don't. Sounds <laughs> I mean, so natural. I, yeah, I don't like going to big public things at all. It gets me really uh-huh. nervous and anxious and I just don't like it. So, and that's been definitely since Andy has died. So the next one I want to comment on is Aviva's dad because Aviva's dad wrote a really cool children's book called Baby Aviva Orangutan Diva, A Jungle Quest to Discover Inner Strength. So it was just a cool cool book uh, I bought it myself it was very fun kids book it's not it's just about just finding strength and not about death and dying so much but about finding your inner strength and was really fun and was I love that dedicated, dedicated to his little baby Aviva mm-hmm. um, and then Amelia's mama and dada and I say that very specifically because they were not mom and dad they were mama and dada they're uh, I just think about her a lot because she was, and I know other people may argue with me, but it was really the cutest picture I ever had submitted with her beautiful (laughs) one-year-old picture with her pink balloons. It was awesome. Mm. And her parents are kind of foodies, and she was like a one-year-old who was a foodie and ate Wagyu beef. And then the next time they tried to serve her just a regular sirloin steak, she spit it out. (laughs) It just makes me laugh. All of those little stories about her just made me laugh and again it's just mm. goes back to that beautiful storytelling right you know and what stories do for us um and and i know he's working to do some other stuff too to try to help other grieving dads in that school brogan's mom brogan's mom i have to mention because brogan's mom came to me through you yeah eventually well, and because... i've never met her physically no. but no just the you've connection not met of her She's a, a nurse who works with my niece, who's a nurse in Minneapolis, and said, my aunt might be able to help you. And I'm like, oh, I've got to connect you to these moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just kind of goes to show how you can have kind of strange connections in unusual ways. And um, obviously, she and I have gotten really close now. I got something in the mail on a project we're working on just yesterday. But um, she's just a cool, cool lady. But I just wanted to point out the fact that this was Gwen's niece works with her. And so it's just bring up things, mention things to people. You know, don't be afraid to bring something up because it might make a, just a beautiful, amazing connection. And I I mean, if your niece hadn't brought that up to her, I would not know her today. Right, right. And, and I, I can't even imagine her not being part of my life, right? Yeah, 
Oh, that's so, so beautiful. But I, I tell people we have to connect, right? And whether someone needs a job, do you know someone who can help them find a job? Someone needs food, we connect them to food. When people are grieving, they are just as needy as someone who needs a job and someone who needs food. We have to connect them to what we know is out there. I mean, yeah. yeah. I get wound up about that. No, no, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do because it's very, very important. Uh, The next one to bring up is Lael's dad. So Lael's dad has had a grieving parent podcast way longer than me. And I'm going to give him credit for that because I, you know, I was looking for a podcast after Mm -hmm. Andy died and I couldn't find one. And the reason I couldn't find one is because he called it heart to heart with Michael. But then he changed the name now to Bereaved, but still me. And I think it's um, much more easily, easily discovered. Um, So anyway, that's he's got a great podcast and um, has been and talking about tradition and ritual. He taught me a lot, too, about kind of the Jewish faith and all their rituals, because um, he's from Israel and is Jewish and follows those traditions, obviously, and they're just beautiful. So many mm-hmm. beautiful things about sitting Shiva and just a lot mm-hmm. that I've learned from him. Um, just very, very powerful. Beautiful. All right. Well, moving along. Okay. Episodes 125 to 150. We're getting there. <clears throat> okay. Rachel and Hunter's mom, Madrona's dad, grieving as a couple, Chrissy's mom, Hudson's mom, Avon's mom, Judson's mom, Jessica's mom, where is God in my grief? Dakota's mom, Zoe's mom, Andy's 18th birthday, Maddie's mom, Ella's mom and dad, Brendan's mom, Brayden's mom, Poppy's mom, caring for grievers, Everly's mom and dad, Jackson's mom and dad, Ella's mom, Gina's sister, Kian's mom, William, Amir, and Elon's mom, self-care and grief. Wow, there's a lot in this section. There is. There's a lot. I mean, first of all, I wanted to point out Avon's mom because of the little thing that I learned there. You can't spell heaven without Avon. And that will always stick with me. The A-V-E-N at the end. They made little bumper stickers that say you can't spell heaven without Avon. Anyway, super cool. Um, Then we go on to Judson's mom. Now, Judson's mom was just on again recently because she she taught me a lot about addiction and just the innocent ways. I think that it can start out. She Mm -hmm. is one of the first ones to talk to me about the healing effects of yoga. I did learn some about it way, way, way back earlier with from Daisy's mom. She was the first yoga instructor that I had on, Mm -hmm. but then it was Judson's mom. And then almost right after that, I had uh, Aaron Dakota's mom. She was episode 134. So they were 131 and 134. Another yoga instructor in healing. She lost her uh, daughter to suicide just as Judson was lost to suicide. And so to have those two yoga instructors kind of so close together, 
I don't know, felt like a little bit of a message or something that right. I had those people <laughs> reach out. So anyway, that was very cool way to learn about, I really think one of the first times I was talking about physically, what we can do for our bodies physically, like through things like yoga and meditation mm-hmm. and all of that stuff to help care for your body, your physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, and made me really kind of think about that. Then we do have the Andy's birthday. And I wasn't planning on talking very much about the episodes that I did with you. And as you've noticed, we've kind of skipped over them. As amazing as they've been, I really wanted to make this about other people. But I can't ignore Andy's 18th birthday because of a very cool email that I'm definitely going to have you read because I won't be able to read it without crying. So if you could read that one. I've been listening to your podcast for over two years. Two months after my 15-year-old son, Manny, passed away, I actually have to apologize. I'm very embarrassed to say it, but I was a little discouraged to listen to your podcast at first because you were too cheerful for me at the time, LOL. I think at the time I wanted to hear someone who felt as bad as me, but now since then, I've listened to you every day. And if I'm not caught up with the newest episode, then I, oh, if I am caught up with the newest episodes, I listen to the ones I've saved. My favorite episode was when Andy turned 18. I guess your raw emotions helps remind me time and time again that I am not the only one sharing such pain, agony, longing, love. Nowadays, there's not many people, friends that want to hear about Manny and what my husband and younger son are going through every day. I so enjoy your podcast. Selfishly, I hope you never decide to end it. You are such a lifeline. Thank you. My Manny would have turned 18 this coming July 19th, which is also my birthday. He was also diagnosed with geoblastoma the day after his 15th birthday and the day after my 50th. He also graduated from eighth grade that year and was looking forward to high school. I just, so this was submitted by Lavinia and, um, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Cause I mean, in some ways I sort of felt yeah. bad about that episode that, Andy's birthday one you I don't know if you remember I do and I remember telling you that it was good for people to hear that because many times they hear you laughing and that they you know that that's good because they forget that we still have that pain inside of us so it was yeah and I think people think that sometimes Mm -hmm. that I'm better than I am right because I right or and it's not the yeah, it's it's the fact that we can get in touch with it so quickly. It's never yeah. that far from the surface, even though we appear like, oh, it's just so past us, like we're beyond that. We are never beyond that. I I don't know. It just hits me because he's so, so much the same um, mm-hmm. in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. And, and it just made me feel like, well, it's okay. It's okay when I get upset and when I cry. And again, that this is the one I was referring to earlier when I went through that like um, more encouraging section. I like, I wonder if that's what she was listening. I had another mom write to me that she um, couldn't listen for a while because she thought I was too upbeat. Uh, and then she kind of went back again. So I don't know. I, I Well, I have heard the same thing in my career. Like you were too perky and too upbeat for me. But then once they get to know that we can be in touch with those raw emotions and understand that, um, then they do, you know, they're, they're more yeah. open to the hopeful side of us, right? Or the yeah, laughter right. and the things that, yeah, come naturally. But Yep. Um, that was a beautiful message. 
Well, and then I want to bring up Ella's mom and dad, because Ella's mom and dad, I did that interview in their house in St. Louis, and I went to a fundraiser oh. for their daughter. I happened to be going through St. Louis at the time, and so we, I went to this fundraiser in their daughter's name, and it was, and it was just neat to be able to be like in someone's house and do this interview and then they introduced me to some really cool people Everly's mom and dad and Jackson's mom and dad who were on just a few weeks later and they started that organization Just Enduring which I set people up with all the time I feel like I'm sending emails to get in touch with them because they do a good job trying to connect families who have similar losses um, because sometimes you feel so so alone in your grief and you feel like no one's has gone through something like you have and they try to kind of match you up because a lot of times there are people that have gone through something yeah that's quite similar Um, and that can really be helpful to not feel so oh so much yeah so anyway they're doing some really cool things and then Mm -hmm. um Ella's mom. I have to bring up Ella's mom. So Ella's mom is in France and Ella was this beautiful artist and just a beautiful soul. And Mm -hmm. she had this phrase that actually Ella had said that something was excruciatingly beautiful. Mm. And that phrase has just always stuck with me ever since that episode because that I feel like that's so many of my memories now beautiful memories but they're excruciatingly beautiful they're just Mm -hmm. they're so painful and beautiful at the same time and I love that and then her mom sent me some of her beautiful artwork um that I just love all right as as you were talking about going to St. Louis and just the artwork and the pictures and the stories you when you started this you had no idea of all the things that were going to open up the people who were going to touch your heart and you were going to touch theirs people you had no idea on episode one that any of this was going to happen no no I still thought I still think back to that first one and when Eric saved it on the computer and he saved it as episode 001. And I remember thinking how stupid I thought that was because there was no way I was ever going to get to three digits. Right. You know, and now I'm way more than three digits. Way past right? that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. All right. I'm, I am glad that he didn't start with four digits, though, because that would have been a little intimidating. A little intimidating. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So okay. here we go. Danny's mom and stepdad, Jackson's mom, Eric's mom, Grief Refuge app, Angelo's mom, Men and Grief, Chris W.'s mom, Taylor's mom, Adam L.'s mom, Sam's mom, Josh's mom, Messy Faith and Grief, Parker's mom, Paige's mom, Savannah's mom, Chloe's mom, Alex's mom. For that, I am thankful. Katie's mom, Micah's dad, Garrett's mom, taking a pause at Christmas, Madison's mom, Caitlin's dad, Rachel's sister. So... Feel like we need to start at the beginning with Danny's mom and stepdad because you mm. have met them. Yes, too. I have. They are. It's 
they lost their uh, daughter to suicide as well. And they have really tried to work so much on educating people on mental health and helping people uh, to the point where they even have a local access TV show in Ohio that you and I have both been on now. Right. And I love the title of it because it's called Sparking the Conversation. And that is what we need more of. I mean, and it's just, and that word spark, and we just got done with 4th of July, but how it just linger, they've just done that. They've, yeah, they're reaching so many people. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think that was such a great title because it's not, you don't like ease into the conversation and, mm-hmm. you know, back in real slowly. Yeah. And see, I mean, you spark it, right? You just, yeah. just do it. You just talk about it put it out and there. not hot right put it out there exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly so brave um next is angelo's mom angelo's mom hits me so much because she is obviously in so much of her own pain but yet this woman will help you out at, at like the drop of a hat i mean like she mm. has offered so many suggestions to me and help to me and I mean, my daughter's been going through mental health issues. She said, if she needs to come to my house, I mean, she lives way in the other side of the country, but <laughs> just such a giving, caring person that is willing to help other people. I mean, I, mm. anyway, that's powerful. Mm. Taylor's mom, Taylor, it's, it's Taylor, what a special kid. And what is cool about Taylor's mom is that we talk a lot about faith. I mean, there are a lot of people with different from different faiths mm-hmm. that come on the show. And some talk about how they've struggled in their faith. And some talk about how much better they've been in their faith. Jam is in that latter group. And that Jam's faith has, I think, strengthened. Even though she still obviously questions and wonders why this is all happening and is in such pain she's just passing the one-year point but she found her church home after taylor died i mean really i know wow wow i mean that that was just a wow to me and that that church community would just embrace her and love on her just just love that Mm. um parker's mom parker's mom lost her son a baseball player I always think of him and his wonderful baseball uniform such a cute guy and she again is one that is just so caring and giving and has gone on to give me so many names of guests so when you hear me talk about Dixie that's Parker's mom and like she will be sending me guest ideas all the time and she always hits the nail right on the head she just does a great job with that um after that, we have Savannah's mom. And Savannah's mom, I haven't even gotten to write her back yet about this. But I just got a gift from Savannah's mom in honor of Savannah's birthday. So Savannah loved giraffes. And mm. Andy loved giraffes. And Aww. so we had this giraffe bonding moment. And she sent me one of Savannah's collection of giraffes. Oh, that's And she so sent me beautiful. a little stuffed giraffe. And then a book, a giraffe book, which actually I also have the, it's, this is the little board book, board book version. And then I have the other version because Andy had that book. So it was like, anyway, it was just, again, just showing how these connections end up happening. Mm-hmm. Micah's dad. Wow. He just has an inspiring faith too. His daughters have these beautiful voices. 
he was really powerful to listen to for sure all right we need to move on to the last section here okay um as much as i don't want to but okay abby's mom xavier and aiden's mom groundhog day nick's mom libby's mom joseph's mom ty's mom jacob's mom and dad Locke's mom physical symptoms of grief noah's mom aaron's mom elizabeth's mom ask me anything andrew's mom lee's dad baby jessica's mom resilience in grief patricia's daughter ryan's parents becca's mom adam t's mom unhealthy versus healthy coping officer katie's mom andy's mom i can't believe this is the last section now to talk about yeah i i do i love that episode 175 abby's mom abby's mom was so awesome she started the abby sparkle foundation so again we have that kind of spark and sparkle mm-hmm this was wow i mean that one really hit me because this is something that abby wrote abby wrote that she wanted this sparkle foundation that would give (laughs) gifts to kids who who were going through um treatments i think just mainly cancer treatments but probably other types as well it's a foundation in scotland um i really hit me too talking to her is she loved hearing my emotionality because apparently you know, in the UK, they're a little bit more of a stiff upper lip kind of don't show your emotions kind of mm-hmm. uh, a little more proper s- society. And so she appreciates my tears a little more just because I don't think she can see that as much where she is. But anyway, just want to give a shout out to Abby Sparkle Foundation, uh, Xavier and Aiden's mom. This was one of the moms that said that she didn't think she was hopeful enough on the show Mm. on the podcast and that she shouldn't air it and i actually pulled it and i said okay we won't air it and then um and then my editor i've said the story before my editor accidentally edited it and then since she edited it i said well it's accidentally edited i'm gonna send it to you and you can just listen to it i won't even listen to it you can listen to it and see what you think she listened to it three times in a row she said put it out oh and then i listened to it and I'm so glad because it's so funny that she didn't think she offered hope to people when I feel like her very life was the epitome of hope. I mean, Mm -hmm. so much of what we do every day, getting up every day. Right. Going to work, Mm -hmm. taking care of other people, right? She's a school Mm -hmm. nurse. Helping, having, she lost both her boys in an accident. She didn't have any other kids mm. at home. This was her entire family. And yet mm. she would get up and go to work every day and work with kids. She wow. eventually even had another baby, was like brave enough to try it again, to have another baby <sighs> when her boys were older too. Mm. I mean, that is hope. That is hope and bravery and inspiration. Mm-hmm. If I ever saw it, she has this run for her boys that I had to bring up 
Joseph's mom, wow, they're, they sponsored this soccer team for kids with special needs. They're trying to build a whole soccer complex in, in Joseph's name. And then it also gave me the name of somebody who's going to be on coming up soon. So anyway, she's a pretty special lady. And then we have Locke's mom. And Locke's mom, we have another email about. So this is a second thing that Chrissy wrote about in her email. So this was episode 183. And so if you could read that, that would be great too. Locke's mom, when she said that good is happening because Locke lived, not because he died, was a game changer for me. It helped me to mentally reframe what I'm doing in Caleb's honor since he died. The Caleb Cares Project isn't here because Caleb died, but because he lived. The scholarship isn't awarded because he died, but because he lived. The swim league doesn't exist because he died, but because he lived. He lived out his faith loud, and that's why projects in our community are being done and why his legacy continues, because he lived. Oh, I That was super powerful to me. I remember the moment Locke's mom said that, and it was a game changer. Absolutely oh. it was, because I so thought about all this stuff that I was doing because Andy died. Right. And I was like, I have to make some good come of Andy's death. And we've talked a lot about meaning making and things like that on the podcast. And obviously that can get frustrating to some people that don't even like to think about finding meaning. But when you turn it around, when you say, I am doing the podcast because Andy lived. Yeah. Well, that changes it, doesn't it? It changes everything. It changes everything because now I'm not trying to put a positive spin on his death, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. Right. And that right. can be, I think that's the thing that I think people find difficult to handle well, sometimes. Nobody like, wants. No, right. Nobody wanted any of these 200 people we've talked about or 130 parents or whatever. They didn't want their child to die for these things to happen. No, no, that's mm -hmm. it. Exactly. You don't want any, you won't want your child to die for this. But mm -mm. if you now say, I am doing the podcast because Andy lived. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can put a positive spin on Andy's life for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If now I have an Andy Larson Memorial Scholarship that, you know, I have that scholarship because he lived. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels different. It just it makes does. everything feel different. Mm -hmm. And I, I will always be thankful to Locke's mom for mm -hmm. introducing that idea to yeah. me because I just hadn't thought about it that way. And they still, you know, when they say because he lived, you know, past tense, but they still live inside of us. Yeah. And these things allow that when you're up on stage, handing out a scholarship, you let, you can let that out. You can talk about their life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I do want to bring up to Lee's dad. Lee's dad was super powerful. He was on just recently, just, you know, 10 weeks ago. And then Ryan's parents. So Ryan's parents were just on too. And they are mm -hmm. started their own foundation, the Empty Chair Endeavor, and then have their own podcast as well. So different than the While We're Waiting Hope After Child Loss podcast. This is also mm -hmm. called Hope After Child Loss but is the empty chair endeavor hope after child loss podcast. So just want to bring that up. And obviously there's last few as well are, I mean, mm. we just had those though. I, I don't know. I mean, 
I hate the fact that I had to gloss over so many things and not talk about everything. I really do. Um, and I really wish I had the time to mention every single amazing person I talked to. But I am glad that you said them all. Yes. And you know what? I would encourage the people who we didn't get a chance to talk about their child to just add, to mention their story to someone this week and to invite someone to listen to their episode. Oh, that's really special. That's a really, just really great everyone idea. Everyone, I just wish every listener could say, my story, I shared it, my child's story, our family story, whatever. Just could you take a listen? Maybe they've stopped talking about it because they've been, they were on a couple of years ago or whatever. If you have a social media, repost it. Just let people hear your child's story. And that's it. It's not, it's not anything to do with us or episode 200 no. or anything like that. It's just to get the stories yes. out again yeah. and to share them again. Because just as Manny's mom wrote in that it feels like nobody wants to listen to stories about Manny anymore or hear about their grief anymore. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe people do. And maybe you just don't even know. And right. maybe they're scared to mention it. And they'd love to listen to a story. Yeah. And that was so cool. She sent pictures of him. So I, you know, was I looking know. at the pictures of him this morning. But you know, Marcy, I hear all the time, your job must be so sad. And my job is sad. But I wouldn't trade it for all the beautiful lives and, and just listening to what you've been through in just 200 episodes and uh, these few years of they've added so much value and yeah. um, immeasurable things to your life. And when you just talked about like how people's faith touched you their you know, a common love of giraffes, all these things have just added to your life. I have the same thing and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's yeah. so beautiful. Well, and it's funny too, because sometimes I do get feeling sort of overwhelmed, right? Because I am mm -hmm. putting in a lot of hours at the office, obviously, mm -hmm. seeing patients at the office. And then on my days off from working as a pediatrician, I do this and I talk to grieving right. parents. And, and there are people that will say when I get to that point, like, you need to back down. And oftentimes I think what they mean is to back down from this but this mm -hmm. work yeah this work is the most important to me yeah right yeah. if i need to cut back on anything i maybe cut back at the office but mm -hmm. not this. this it's too beautiful not this. Mm -mm. no it's too beautiful yeah yeah it's too beautiful mm -hmm. well um i gotta thank you because we probably oh need to cut we cut do off here but I am looking forward to coming up here. Well, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm actually dreading it horribly mm -hmm. as uh, the next episode I do with you will be for the five-year anniversary of Andy's death. And yeah. man, I'm just dreading that already. It is a month away and it's just on my heart so much. I just, that milestone. Uh, so we're going to do that together. We're going to do that as a live stream. We're going to have Eric on. I'm thinking about doing it right on the anniversary date, maybe even right at seven o'clock at the time Andy died and just, just going all in there. So if you're bothered by me getting emotional and crying, then maybe don't, don't listen. If, if on the other hand, you don't like it when I laugh and appreciate when I'm a hot mess and crying, 
this is the one for going to be the one for you, I'm sure. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. Tune in. Yeah. So that is mm-hmm. coming up on And, you know, August I 15th. could look at, yeah. And I could look at that and say, do I dread that too? But yet I do know, like we just found out, is something beautiful is going to come of it. So I'm not dreading it. It's going to, you know, in the pain will be be excruciatingly beautiful. Right. So yep. thank you, Ella, for that. Yeah. For that excruciatingly yep. beautiful memories. Thank mm-hmm. you, Ella. Thank you, Andy. Thank you to all of them, right? Yeah. And thank you so much to the 118 moms and 21 dads. So what does that mean? 139 parents that I've talked to. So thank you to all of them and for the ones to come because there are yeah. more and more of you out there that want to share your stories yeah. too. And I can't wait mm-hmm. to do it. I can't wait. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful or would like to support the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and comment. To help financially, you can text Andy's mom to the number 53555 or visit the donate page on andysmom.com. Your donations are secure and tax-deductible, and we are now able to accept Venmo, PayPal, and Apple Pay. Always Andy's Mom is a registered 501c3 organization and can receive donations through smile.amazon.com, Thrive in Financial, and Benevity, amongst others. Marcy loves hearing from listeners. Please feel free to reach out to her via email at marcy at Also, be sure to sign up for the email list to receive weekly updates as well as pictures of all of Marcy's guests and their children. Together, let's work to inspire hope one day at a time.